Roman Reigns, why WWE creative making made him look like a doofus on Monday Night Raw. We have the top five call-ups from Monday Night Raw. In SmackDown, I'm going to rank all of them. I'm going to break down the SmackDown women's division and what we just saw on Tuesday night. And also, I'm going to talk about the com- people complaining about the people that complain about wrestling. I'm about to get into all of those topics. But first up, we're going to do a little house cleaning. Today, we're only on YouTube. I'm about to change that. We're about to get on a new site, and I'm about to put the podcast on there. But for this week, we're going to only be on YouTube. At, well, you can find me on YouTube, OMG, space, Corey, space B. You can type that in, in the bar, hit enter, and I'm there. There I am. I'm going to leave the link on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at OMG Corey B and at the number two, Sweet Pod. So, man, we got a lot to get into today so first we're going to start with the too fast too furious topic of the day i'm going to put a minute and a half on the clock and i'm going to give my thoughts on the vince mcmahon and brock lesnar situation apparently there was a backstage altercation verbal yelling match between vince and brock uh, nobody knows apparent nobody knows the reason why and apparently shane mcmahon jumped into i'm gonna go ahead and start the clock right now Apparently, Shane McMahon jumped into the situation between the two, and this all ended with Brock Lesnar throwing the belt down at Vince or at the wall, whichever story you want to believe. And apparently, this ended with Dave Meltzer saying that this could this could be real or it could be a work, but nobody's saying that it's a work. Look, this situation here, as I told y'all on the Wrestlemania Predictions Podcast. You think I'm rooting for Brock Lesnar? You think I like Brock Lesnar? No, I don't like Brock uh, Brock Lesnar. And especially Brock Lesnar having a title. But, as you saw with the response, I mean, I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. But, I don't know if this will work. I don't know if this is storyline because they've been trying to get the fans to boo Brock Lesnar for the longest. And I mean, they booed Brock Lesnar. They They turned on the match. So it could be a work. I don't really care at this point. At this point, Mr. McMahon is going to do what he wants to do. I don't think he's ever jumping off the Roman Reigns face tour or whatever he's trying to do. He's stuffing about that. And as for this situation, look, Brock Lesnar is what he is at this point. He doesn't really care a whole lot. And I don't really care about the situation, like I said. I'm really interested in what's next. Obviously, we got this match coming up next, and I really hope they Brock Lesnar gets out of there. They get Brock Lesnar out of there. He goes to UFC, and this is it because I don't really care about it anymore. So that's a minute and a half. So now it's time to get into the topics of the day, and I got to tell you, whenever I switch my lead topic, I've always seen that since... uh, Throughout these 14 podcasts, 
whenever I go through a week and I switch the lead topic, that means there's going to be some good stuff that happens in this podcast. So, first up, we got Rusev. Like, is Rusev Day canceled? Is it buried alive? Is it in the casket? Is Rusev going to get released? (laughs) All of this stuff. Okay, let's start right from the beginning. Rusev got put on the WWE Greatest Royal Rumble pay-per-view event show in a casket match with The Undertaker. So it was a lot of people that said that uh, they're literally burying Rusev Day now, which I thought was pretty funny. And like I thought at the time, it was like, oh man, whatever. Taker's going to win. Rusev, of course they don't like him because he got himself over. Um, And a couple of days later, see Rusev on TMZ and he's talking up the match talking about how he's going to beat The Undertaker Lana's in character as well and it was nothing to it in my opinion but right after the TMZ video it was announced that Rusev was no longer in the greatest Ray Rumble casket match he was replaced by Chris Jericho so and it was not longer after that TMZ video so this is quite something here first you put Rusev in a situation and Rusev let's just get the obvious elephant out of the room Rusev got himself over and Rusev uh, you know got the they got the Rusev day chance going and the guy is mad over WWE makes they don't mind making money off of it Rusev day shirts are selling out the wazoo at the top so at the top of the choice so I, I this is depressing on one sense that Rusev is one of the most complete wrestlers in all of wrestling. The guy can talk, he has a good character, and the guy can move in the ring. He, he's one of the, the more athletic big men in all of wrestling, whether you go WWE, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, uh, New Japan, uh, Lucha Underground, wherever you want to go with that, the indies, he's one of the most athletic big men in all of wrestling and this is a depressing thing because they just snatched them off the card all together like they didn't take him out of the match and say well Rusev is going to be in the Royal Rumble they could have done that but they didn't do that at all it's like Rusev is not on the card anymore and that's like I see some people saying that oh now people are coming out and saying that Oh, y'all was complaining when Rusev was in the Undertaker match. Now y'all complaining that he's off the car. Yes, that's a whole lot worse than being in the match itself. Being yanked off the car. Yes, that's worse. So, this isn't even all of the story. Hours later, I look on Twitter and I follow a lot of wrestling Twitter accounts and what what have you. And I see that Rusev has removed everything WWE from his Twitter account. And I'm not mistaken. I'm not I'm not sure if Lana did it as well. But Rusev. He, he changed the header. He changed everything. Now. That got me to thinking. Is this a storyline? Uh, 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 as for what Rusev is currently doing. After. Being removed from the match. Uh, that, that got me thinking towards that. But. I find it interesting. Because. I feel like at any moment. We could see. Uh, Rusev has 
has been granted his release from WWE. He asked for release uh, reportedly weeks before WrestleMania. So it wouldn't surprise me if Rusev left. Now, I posed a Twitter question on my Twitter account at 2Sweetpod. I said, how big would Rusev get if he worked a contract where he could work in multiple promotions? One of those open contracts that you see uh, Austin Aries working or uh, Cody Rhodes working. And the, the topics or the answers that I gave were huge star, a good star, a good, good, good star or a decent. And like not four minutes or five minutes after I posted it, like it had 11 votes. I don't know what it's up to at the moment. And Huge Star is just running away with it. And like I, I totally agree. Rusev would be a huge star if he left WWE. Huge. They would know that they would realize what they were missing if Rusev left. It became a huge name, a big name on the indies at whatever promotion he would like to work at. And then they would probably come calling him back to go back. That's how it always works. But Rusev would be a huge star if you went that route. Now, from WWE's standpoint, if they want to turn this into a work or a storyline, the best option would be to give Rusev a mic and just let him go to town. I mean, just give Rusev a mic and let him say whatever it is he wants to say. Kind of like a, uh, a, in the, in the, it would be in the vein of a work to shoot, but it would be really coming from Rusev's heart. Kind of like if you go back in time, it was at some point in the 2000s, early 2000s, Paul Heyman did a work shoot on Vince McMahon and it was a thing where Paul Heyman just said what he wanted to say. He talked about how Vince stole his ideas. Uh, he, he stole people from his company and all of that. And it was a segment where Taz choked out Paul Heyman. That was a phenomenal promo. One of the best promos of the 2000s. But if Rusev does that, that would like the entire wrestling community on fire. It would be the top storyline in WWE. But that's just my opinion. I'm just a fan. What do I know? But looking at the situation overall, it's a real shame because they continue to stunt Rusev's growth no matter what the situation is. He got over when he was about to face John Cena. Rusev was mad over, got on that tank, mad entrance. And like I said, he got on that tank and ever since he got off the tank, he was never the same. They killed his momentum in the John Cena feud. They put him in that stupid League of Nations. And it's just been dumb storyline after dumb storyline. Let us not forget the Dolph Ziggler Lana storyline. And he went through all of that and he somehow found his way back up to the top of getting over with the Rusev Day chance. Now they, they've killed that. Or they're trying, they are actively trying to kill that. They even had. And I wish I could give the credit to the person. I cannot remember their name. Now, this always happens on Twitter. I saw on Twitter. Ah, I forgot their names. But somebody put up a video that WWE edited out Rusev Day chants for AJ Styles chants during 
a pages promo when she got elected to be the, the new SmackDown general manager. So they're trying to cut him off at any given turn. So if they're not going to like the guy or do something with him, I hope he leaves because he would be much appreciated if he worked an open contract and wherever he went. So now that I've got my thoughts out on that, we're going to move on and we're going to move on into WWE creative making Roman Reigns look like a doofus. An idiot. Like I said, WWE creative. I never said the guy Roman Reigns himself. So, after WrestleMania, where the crowd completely crapped on a match, I don't see how more people didn't see that coming. And after people are blaming Brock Lesnar, when Brock Lesnar has been watched has been wrestling the same match for years now. We go to Monday Night Raw. And Roman Reigns is coming out. And the first thing I said was Okay, if they I, I tweeted it, if they're not bringing Roman Reigns to come out here all mad and whatever and to lay into the crowd, then what is the point? And of course we didn't get that. So they can't they had Roman Reigns come out there and give a rope shoot again. Again. They thought it would actually work like it did the first time. It didn't. They had Roman Reigns come out there talk about how it was a weird vibe at WrestleMania and Brock Lesnar's heck of a, a businessman that he got another contract and that now Roman Reigns is in a match and he's in a title match at the Greatest Royal Rumble and he didn't find out firsthand he found out on the internet and he was complaining that they had him come out there and complain about that like who in the world complains about a title shot that they didn't deserve who complains about getting it and who complains about finding out about it oh, I, you didn't tell me I, I'm getting another royal title shot I found out on the internet that made him look like a fool to start. That entire lullaby made him look like a fool to start. But then, <laughs> Samoa Joe came out. And this was like the icing on the cake. And Samoa Joe comes out and says that Roman Reigns is a liar. Roman Reigns is a failure, which starts, which gets the crowd to start failure chance. Failure, failure, <laughs> failure. Man, and then he said, every time you get in the ring with Brock Lesnar, you get tossed around, you get beat up. And it, all of that, what, what, what Samoa Joe said, was true. That's what made Roman Reigns look like a doofus. And they didn't even have Roman Reigns give a comeback because I don't know if Roman Reigns forgot something or whatever but they didn't even have him give a comeback and that's what really made him look like a doofus because Joe was just out there spitting the truth hot fire promo you could oh you could forget how great Joe is at a promo if he's going for a long time but he spit a hot fire promo and Roman did not say anything back and at this point what are they doing with Roman Reigns what are they doing like I seen some people finally 
get on board and say WWE creative is doing him wrong which they have been for four years now I stand by that I have been right but there are still some people out there saying oh y'all just hating on Roman Reigns and it's, it's, it's somebody else's fault but people will do anything but blame WWE creative it gets on my nerves but here we are with Roman Reigns he has another title match at the great royal greatest royal rumble uh, card they went off of American soil and it is fully my belief that they went off of American soil to get Roman Reigns cheered I don't know what's going to happen in the match. People don't know about Brock's contract or what, what not. Is it a one-match deal? Is it a multi-year multi deal? We'll see. But if Roman Reigns wins the title here, they did it so that he could get cheered. Trust me. And it's a shame because WrestleMania, the Super Bowl of, of wrestling, was used as a stepping stone to build to the greatest Royal Rumble. That's like in football. If a team gets to the Super Bowl, they say they get to the fourth quarter, the game is tied, it's five minutes on the clock, and they say, well, man, I'm sorry, but we got to pull our starters. We have to get ready for the offseason and the regular season. You don't understand. That's tough. <sighs> that makes no sense. Just like getting to the Super Bowl of wrestling and saying, okay, we're just going to do the main event again. That's what we're building to. We have to get... Since the crowd at Royal Rumble at, at WrestleMania was going to boo Roman Reigns anyways, we had to go to this match. And also, you know what, what ticks me off? The story came out that Vince McMahon called an audible in this match because Roman Reigns is getting booed. Please. Look, I respect everybody that writes a story and puts out this story that they've done countless amounts of work to put the story out there. But I always look at the stories and rumors and I go for my wrestling heart. And what my wrestling heart tells me is that there's no way Vince McMahon is calling an audible in the middle of WrestleMania. In the middle of a WrestleMania main event at that. So, for one, I didn't believe that story. Just my opinion. But as for Roman Reigns, look, they got to turn him heel. If they're not turning him heel at this point, then what are you doing? You deserve, if you don't turn him heel... I always say you deserve what you get. They deserve the fans crapping on the WrestleMania match because it was a bad WrestleMania match. Not from the fault of Roman Reigns. I don't blame the guy. I don't hate the guy, actually. I feel, well, no, I don't feel sorry for the guy. He's got four WrestleMania main events in a row. Only Hulk Hogan has done that. So from that standpoint, it's hard to feel sorry for him. But... I'm tired of complaining about this guy because WWE creative is screwing him left and right when they put him in these situations. You put him in for a WrestleMania main event, sure, but you, you continue to misstep with the dude and the fans are going to show you that you misstepped with the dude. And, and I'm glad, like I said on a post-WrestleMania video, I'm glad that they booed because the match was bad, like I just said. And... Whatever, wherever they go with Roman Reigns from here, whatever they do, it's on them and they deserve the response that they get. So moving on, we're going to move to the call-ups. The call-ups on Monday Night Raw, 
and SmackDown in the debuts of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. And we are going to rank them. We're going to rank the top five. So at number five, we're going to go with No Way Jose. Now look, excuse me. I like No Way Jose. He's going from a guy that I didn't like to a guy in NXT that I thought was a pretty fun character. Crowd loved it. The chant No Way Jose when he comes out and it's pretty fun. However, I have him ranked number five for a reason. This is an Adam Rose, and I hope it doesn't come to this, but I think this is going to be an Adam Rose redo. Adam Rose came out with the rosebuds, and it was a pretty fun character. You know, he did some things with it. He made the crowd get up on their feet. The crowd liked it. But eventually, throughout the months, Adam Rose just became another guy on the roster with a fun gimmick. And I, I really hope No Way Jose, I'm not trying to say that this is definitely the way that, that this would happen, that this will happen, and I hope I'm wrong on this, but I see No Way Jose going down a similar path as Adam Rose. Within, within a few months or so, he's going to be, or within the year, he's going to be just another guy that's just on the roster that they don't know what to do with. So he is number five for me. Number four, this is a tough one. Number four and three, number two, number one. These, these were tough, but number four, I'm going to go with the iconic duo. They did a fabulous job coming out on SmackDown, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. They did a fantastic job. It was a fantastic heel promo. They got in the ring and they mocked Charlotte. They beat, they delivered. When they came out, I said, they better lay, leave Charlotte laying. They left Charlotte laying. They did, put a vicious beatdown on Charlotte, which I appreciated. They had a phenomenal debut. And that led to a Carmella cash in, which I'm about to get into later on. But they, had a, they did a great job. I like their prospects on the SmackDown Women's Division. SmackDown, the SmackDown Women's Division needed a shot in the arm some way. Uh, we're going to see a change up for the Superstar Shake-Up as well, but this was a fantastic addition, and I like the Iconics. They're calling them the Iconics now. I like their chances. And I like, and I'm interested to see what will go on in the SmackDown Women's Division. Number three, we have the Authors of Pain. Now, this is the most much talked about call up for a while now people were expecting them to get involved in the Wrestlemania storylines and whatnot and they didn't and here we are they debuted and I like their chances their chances as well in the raw tag team division they came out and they wrecked shop so I'm interested to see where this goes they left uh, Paul Ellering at the ramp so it's interesting to see that Paul Ellering won't be with them. He was really the voice of those guys. So and th th those guys can talk here and there, but Paul Ellering was the mouthpiece for them. So we'll, it's it'll be interesting to see where that goes from here. I'm worried about them that Paul Ellering won't be there to talk for them. They can do decent promos themselves, but we'll see how it all turns out. Number two. Two and one, this was a tough, tough, tough one. 
But number two, I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. Uh, look, Bobby Lashley is not the same guy. If you weren't watching him in Impact Wrestling, this is not the same guy that was in WWE in like 2003 or whenever it was. This is a totally different guy. Bobby Lashley is one of the best talkers in all of wrestling when you give him a mic. Bobby Lashley is one of the most, in my opinion, the second most athletic big man in all of wrestling. He can put on a really good match with just about anybody, especially with a smaller wrestler. And he made a really good debut, took out his lives. And we'll see where it goes from here. It's looking like it's going to be the, I assume, lastly in Elias in the feud. Uh, that does Elias no favors, but Lashley needs a big win upon his debut. And Elias is big enough. He's worked up his character to where he's one of the main uh, characters on the show. So I think Lashley and Elias will have a good feud. They will have good matches, but I got Lashley at number two because I'm not sure if I place the confidence in WWE to use him as greatly as Impact Wrestling did. I'm worried on that front. I hope I'm wrong on that front. So we'll see on that. And that's why I have him at number two. At number one, Ember Moon. I am so happy to see Ember Moon debut on the roster. She had a, she did a phenomenal job in the tag team match. The crowd loved, loved, loved her. As well as I do. One of my favorites, to be honest. And she can get it done in the ring. And I like her chances to be a wrecking force in the division. Um, as for a long-term storyline, as for being a champion, I don't know. I'm going to tell you this much. WWE has to watch out. Because it was rumored that Charlotte and Ronda Rousey is going to be WrestleMania 35 main event. A year ahead. Now, the way I'm looking at it, and we're just a day in, a few days in, a few weeks in from that story, but sitting here on April 13th, I'm going to say that WWE better watch out or Ember Moon could be the Daniel Bryan in this situation. We can have a thing all over again to where Ember Moon, the fans love Ember Moon, feel like she's the most deserving wrestler to fight for the title. And starts to hijack segments that WWE doesn't want them to hijack. So just watch out there. I'm going to leave that prediction alone. We're a year out, so we'll see what happens. But I'm happy for Ember Moon. I think she'll do a great job. So next up, we have the SmackDown Women's Division. So, Charlotte Flair broke the streak at Wrestlemania shocking very shocking I got into that on, on the post Wrestlemania um, video that I did she broke the streak so everybody was shocked and I was completely up in arms about it uh, from that standpoint so I, the way I look at it Charlotte didn't need to break the streak the person that I had breaking the streak was Ember Moon but obviously it's not going to happen now so Charlotte comes out on Tuesday night, and as I said, the Iconics beat her down. And Carmella, 
comes out to cash in. What was Mike Kyoto doing? It was like, well, do you want to cash it in? I don't know the rules. What's the rules? I don't know the rules. Do you want to cash it in? Do you want to cash it in? And it's like, uh, they make Kyoto, Mike Kyoto look like an idiot on this. <laughs> Man. But that, that aside, that aside. Carmella cashes in. And she's now the new SmackDown Women's Champion. So let me get this straight. When Carmella broke the streak, I said that this would be this would have irreparable damages damages on the women's division. I tweeted that, and here we are. You mean to tell me Charlotte broke Oscar's streak so that she could lose two nights later? And I'm gonna get into the other half of that as well. Just look at it from a from this standpoint. Paul Heyman has been using the Brock Lesnar conquered the Undertaker's undefeated streak for how long? Like he still he still did it on the most recent promo. He's been using that for like four years now. Charlotte cannot even say that I'm the only one that was ready for Oscar because I mean you lost the belt two days later. So who cares? So that's out the way. That that big milestone that Charlotte hit that's out the way. So. Another thing that I'm feeling is that Charlotte is going to be drafted to Raw. Because, look at it this way. If it's going to be, like, just going upon the reports, if it's going to be Charlotte and Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 35, how else are you going to get there? For one, I don't think it's going to be a title for title match, so they're not going to do that. For two, I don't think Ronda Rousey is going to get drafted to SmackDown. They're not going to do that. So, what's the other way to get there? Unless you're putting it on a, a singles match where Charlotte is just on SmackDown and Razo is on Raw, which that makes no sense. The only way I see Charlotte getting there is to be drafted to Raw. So, you mean to tell me, if Charlotte goes to Raw, she broke the streak so that she could lose two days later so that she could be drafted to Raw. What kind of mindless, dumb, creative thinking was going on there? Like I said in my WrestleMania predictions, you could have just had Carmella cash in Seth Rollins style during Charlotte and Oscar's match, defeat Charlotte, and then that way you can say Oscar has never been pinned or never been submitted. Paul Heyman ran, ran with that for a long time as well. When it came to Brock Lesnar. But instead, you have Charlotte break the streak, and then you have Carmella beat Charlotte. That does no good for anybody except for Carmella. And even then, I feel like Carmella is gonna have a transitional reign, which leads to somebody else becoming champion, and then Carmella will be ruined if that happens. So there's a lot of irreparable harm and irreparable damage that they did. By having Charlotte break the streak when they could have just had Oscar keep the streak alive by having Carmella cash in and beat Charlotte. You have Carmella do that, and we're at the same situation that we're in right now, and Oscar has a streak on top of it. So I don't understand that. I thought it was a horrible move, but I am happy for Carmella. She totally deserves it. Uh, and moving on, this is going to be a quick one, but. You know what ground my, grinds my gears? This is the last topic of the day. It's going to be a quick one. But 
what grounds my gears is when people complain about wrestling for the good of wrestling like I complain about wrestling I complain about WWE creative not using Roman Reigns right I go on tangents about that I complain about Brock Lesnar a part time holding the belt for all this, all of these years and running through the roster I complain about Rusev not getting used right what grinds my gears is the people that complain about people that complain about wrestling. Like, what are your, your values if you think that we should just shut up, be good boys or be good girls, and accept whatever it is that uh, wrestling is putting out, whether it be WWE or whoever, and not complain? Look, I hold wrestling to a higher standard. And I understand that. It's not going to be perfect all the time, and I'm fine with that. But there are some things that are just unacceptable, what they're doing with Rusev, what they're doing with Roman Reigns, just unacceptable. So, why do you get mad when people complain about wrestling? First, if they're not trolling, when they when people complain about wrestling, it's coming from a place of love. Coming from a place, from their heart, that they want to see things get better. So, the people that complain about wrestling, they really, um, the people that complain about the people that complain about wrestling, say that two times fast, that annoys me to no end. So, I, I just wanted to get that out. That we, you know, we should all you know, sit there and accept what's going on. Don't complain about wrestling. Don't do that. You're wrong for doing that. That gets on my nerves. So, I just wanted to say that. Look, I love wrestling. And anytime I complain, it's coming from a place in my heart. And I love the business. Anytime I do this podcast and complain about something, it's coming from my heart. Straight from my heart. No ifs, ands, buts about it. So, that's, those are the reasons why I complain about wrestling. And why I would like to see things get better. So, that's it for this podcast. Let me know. What you think? Any wrestling opinions that you have, uh, you can send them my way on Twitter at 2 Sweet Pod, the number 2 Sweet Pod, or at OMG Corey B, C O R E Y B. You can send them there. I'll feel free to talk back and forth about them, or you can listen down below in the YouTube comments. That is it for this edition. See you next week, people.